Welcome back, guys. Clocks on the stove. I think this is episode 95, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to triple, quadruple yeah, check. Yeah, yeah we are on episode 95. Your usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher, with me, my partner in crime, the one and only, holding it down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Mr. Zach Watts. You're- um, got another little, I think this is our third one, our random sports pod. Um, I do believe it is, yes, it is. No, it's our fourth one. Oh, look at us, man. We're getting into part of the year where there's nothing to talk about. Um, but yeah, you know, season's coming up in football. MMA's been having a weird, little weird run. We're kind of in that like boring period of baseball too, where it's like, it, you know, it's just kind of nothing really, there's not too much importance yet. Trade deadline. That's like the only thing that really gets people going. But like yeah. every, every year with MLB, the trade deadline is the exact same. It's the biggest names in the market that could be shipped, never get shipped. Well, Justin like, Verlander is going back to um, he's going back to the Astros. Yep, and Max Scherzer is getting shipped off to the Rangers. No, I kind of just I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was funny. There was a tweet. It was like, it was like the Mets trading of Verlander and um, Scherzer. Sorry, Verlander and Scherzer was like the scene in Batman when he's uh, when the Joker snaps the pool cue and half and throws it to the two guys, and he's like kill each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's just funny no. dude. my i just think i think the situation with the mets is so weird like the last two seasons they've gotten so many good guys and they can never put it together it doesn't really it doesn't i don't i don't i don't know if i don't know baseball well enough to know it. it's just like it seems like there's no there's no team chemistry like these guys just don't really care to play for each other i don't i don't really know what it is zach and it's bad management but the last two years in a row, it's like the Mets are them. Like, they're them. And then they don't put it together at all. Yeah, I kind of view it as shitty ownership. Um, you know, Stephen Cohen is just terrible at his job. Uh, when he came in, he was like, it'll be uh, six years before we win our first ring when he signed. And uh, it's been six years, and you're rebuilding. But he doesn't yeah. call it a re- He doesn't call it a rebuild. He, he, he would probably describe it as, uh, we're just working out the kinks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're just we're we're wrinkling out the kinks. Yeah, we're, we're wrinkling out the shirt. Well, uh, unfortunately, your shirt was uh, dragged through dog shit. Um, and uh, unfortunately, them stains ain't coming out anytime soon. Well, they have hammers, like they like their team wise, like they have so many good guys they sign, and then they just suck balls. Dude, their most notable player is Danny Burgers. Yeah, but he's That's- the fucking guy, bro. Yeah, no, 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 no. Who's, who's the TikTok guy that every time he goes to bat, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's like burgers. He's like that guy is fucking Italian. Yeah, that you see this guy, Rizzo. Yeah. You know, but he hits nukes, bro. He hits nukes. Yeah, with a whopping two twenty six average, yeah. and needs you know, to. The, the other team I don't understand, Zach, is the fucking Angels, bro. You have. Quite literally, the two best baseball players on the entire planet Earth, the number one player of all of Japan in the face of America on the same team, and you suck ass. I don't under that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, and they're keeping him. They're keeping Otani. They they said they're not going to trade him. Yeah, for the end of the year. I mean, he's definitely going to go somewhere else in free agency. But you know. Baseball is quite literally the sport where you can have not one, but two of the best players in the world, and you would be dominant. Like in football, if you had Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson on the same team, you'd probably be enough to get deep in the playoffs just off the offense alone. You look at 
you know, basketball, if you had LeBron James and Giannis on the same team, you're winning a ring that yeah, you're winning a ring. Like there's so many sports where like, so like a specific position or like the amount of people on a team doesn't, or has such an important impact on like the end result. But in baseball, it's like, dude, Otani, if he's batting controls three at three at bats out of 27. Yeah. In a game. Whereas even if he's on the mound, he's only controlling one side of the game where his offense can just not do shit the entire time. So the other aspect of it too, is like the thing they need the most is pitching and they just don't sign pitchers. Yeah. Um, it's also just because the market is really hard because what ends up happening is in baseball, at least you have such a big disparity between your big market teams and your small market teams. Like the only reason the Rays are able to stay consistently good is like their, their ability to just rotate their farm system in and out is unheard of. Like Wait, don't they also have one of the best farming systems in baseball. Yeah. Always, always. It's just constantly like we, we call up our guys they're studs. We don't have the money to compete with like the Dodgers or the Yankees. So we have to sell them or ship them out. We get prospects in return and we just do the same shit. Do we just, we just shuffle through young, fresh guys? Yeah. They're literally the ultimate pimps. They're just, they find their bottom bitches and then they're just like, get your skank guys on. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah, we're just going to pimp you out to the bigger organizations. Yeah, I do think that's crazy. Like, I'm at, and, and what's the reasoning behind that? Why doesn't the Rays have the, the money? Is it that they don't have the money or they just choose not to give the money? Um, Two things. Number one, ownership is dog shit. Uh, same thing with the athletics. They're just greedy as hell, and they'll do whatever, the, whatever they want to keep money in their pocket. Because, like, look, if you own a major league, if you own any professional franchise – I would argue it's extremely hard to lose money. Like no matter what you're going to get, like people love sports. They're going to, they're going to flock to the teams closest to them. Like you look at the Rays, terrible location for a stadium. Terrible. Terrible. Arguably the worst. Yeah. You don't ever want to sign anyone to long-term contracts. You don't care about how many fans are in seats. It's literally just, you make a little more than break even and you're like, Oh, it's a profit. We don't need to change. Like their, their ownership isn't owning the team from the principle of like, we want to win championships. Their ownership just owns the team to be like, I want to make money. You're also one of the most profound States for baseball in the whole country. And you give the least amount of fucks. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, you look at the Marlins too, like the Marlins are literally in Miami. Like we call it little Cuba for a reason. Yeah. Like so many Cubans down there and they're just like, Whatever. Like we don't really care. We'll we'll do whatever. Derek Jeter, you can be uh you can be our owner. We don't, we don't care. Yeah, it's weird, bro. It's Not weird. Now, I feel like in baseball you hear about it a lot. Um yeah. and I feel like baseball is the one I mean, I don't, I don't want to say the one sport, but I feel like it's the one sport that I can at least recall where it's like major franchises, like you don't like twenty five years ago, Alabama wasn't the top dog in the, in college football. You know what I mean? Like that everything kind of changes in college football. Everything in pro football kind of changes. I feel like, I feel like, um, in baseball, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, those teams—they're always going to be good no matter what. Like that's just that's just cemented for good. We're just trying to see here, just because that comment threw me for a whirl. I don't think twenty-five <laughs> years ago Alabama was the Alabama they were this past decade. 
I mean, Bear Bryant had 37 winning seasons. And yeah, but that wasn't 25 years ago. That was longer. Was it? When did he? When did he coach? Let me. <laughs> we're getting we're getting sidetracked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to look this up. Yeah, Alabama head coach, uh, football over. There okay, we go. Yeah. All right, Bear Bryant was fifty-eight to eighty-two. Yeah, that wasn't twenty-five years ago, Zach. Yeah. Oops. So twenty-five years ago, I should know this. My, uh, it's funny. I should know this because my uncle was the quarterback. I mean, they were still solid. They were eight and three, ten and three, four and seven, seven and five, ten and three, three and eight, seven and five. So like. But they, so get this. You get my point. You get my point. You just tried me, but you get my point. Get get this. My uncle was the starting quarterback for Alabama when they won the Sugar Bowl. With under Bear Bryant? I don't think it was under Bear Bryant. I think it was a guy after him. They uh it was back when they ran the wing T, so like the quarterback was useless. That's kind of fire though. That's kind of fire. Yeah, but you you can always say, like, yeah, I was the starting quarterback for Alabama, yeah. the sugar bowl winning team. Like that's like, pretty fucking dope, dude. Man, I'm tired. This weather, this rainy weather is making me a sleepy boy. Yeah. But yeah, you know, since we're on that college football talk, let's talk a little college football. You know, first of all, all these betting allegations are coming out. Uh, Hunter Deckers, the starting quarterback for Iowa State, he got hit for um, he got hit for gambling. They also have a wrestler on Iowa State. I can't remember his name. He got hit for gambling. Um, and you have the starting kicker for Iowa who just got hit for gambling as well. Um, what's going on here? What do you think? What do you think is good with this? You know, it'd be ignorant of me to say that this is something new that's been occurring. I just think the NCAA finally was like, maybe if we gave like a singular shit and just looked into it, we could we could figure it out. And like, you I also guarantee. Think- oh, sorry, there you go. You go. Yeah, I was gonna say there's probably so many more kids that have gambled, and they're literally. Sitting at home, like, oh my God, like, I hope they never find out. I bet $10. You think that the other reason why it's starting to come out more too is because the NCAA is like, look, we're letting you have NIL money. So we're letting you get paid. So now we're going to fuck you for this. Where in the beginning, it was like, we're not paying you anything. So if you make a little money gambling, it's like, whatever, you know, like, that's our way of like, we'll turn the other cheek and you can do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's with anything in life. Like, once the NCAA realized that they were technically losing money to their product. They were like, well, how do we get this money back? And it's like, oh, why don't we just sue everything, everyone that's doing anything to hurt us? Like, we'll just be like, okay. Mm-hmm. So just doing that. Like, anyone they want, I guarantee you they can find some dirt on. Oh, like, yeah, for sure, bro. But it's just crazy because you know how many of those guys are gambling? Oh, yeah. That's why it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's crazy I, how this whole like gambling incident came out in both college football. And the NFL recently, and it's just like, I don't. It's it's a it's a slippery slope. It's weird. It's a weird line to to talk about. It's a weird line to cross. I personally think if you're an athlete, you should be able to gamble now on your own game. So here's a good point. Last time we had this conversation, I brought up the factor of you should be able to gamble on yourself. You know, whether Calvin really should be able to gamble plus 150 yards, blah blah, blah all those things, but. Shout out Jackson Masters. He hit me up and he had a very good point. He said, I don't think that should be the case because let's say Calvin, that is the case, right? Let's say they they say you can bet on yourself. You can't bet against yourself. 
and Calvin Ridley bets I'm going to get plus five catches every game, he can just go to the quarterback and be like, I'll give you a percentage of my purse that I win. You just got to throw me the ball more. So that is a factor that's very true. I just think that if you're an athlete, you should be able to gamble on other sports. You know, if you're in the NFL, fuck it, fine. You can't gamble in the NFL. I understand that. There's too much disparity. Um, there's, there's too much, you know, you guys know each other. There's, there's this, that. Yeah, fine. But I should be able to bet on the NBA. I should be able to bet on the NHL. I don't understand how just because I'm so successful at what I do, it limits me from the basic human endeavors in our lives. Yeah. Um, it's It's so weird to me how, like, baseball gets in trouble for it because like even as a pitcher if you wanted to say like i'm gonna get six strikeouts in a game dude you couldn't even throw the ball exactly where you wanted oh, to. oh yeah every- no yeah that's that's um, different that's different for yeah. sure like wh- wh- what are you gonna do hit up your mlb buddy be like yo bro are you gonna hit a home run today i don't know i'm gonna fucking try yeah like, <laughs> i'm gonna really try dude <laughs> yeah he's like yeah oh today today for sure today for sure you'll be like oh this guy's delusional um yeah. he's, he's was not- a pitcher gonna call the other team like yo guys don't swing just like give me six <laughs> strikeouts don't fucking swing yeah, dude, I have $300,000 on me throwing a no-hitter today. I swear to God, we will all go to Louis Bossy's. Like, I promise. <laughs> and other team's like, yep, yep, we got yeah. it. Ain't but nobody swinging. I, I could understand that working in a minor league game because they're living off, like, PB&Js and Sunflower seeds. Yeah. So you could be like, dude, I could be 20 bucks to strike out this at-bat. They're like, <laughs> all right. That's my lunch money for the week. <laughs> be like, Shit, you just help me pay rent. There we go. There's like 30 of us in a three-bedroom three apartment. We don't care. We don't care. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, what, what do you think? What do you what do you think we should do about this gambling thing, man? Um let them gamble. However, every bet a player makes has to be publicly disclosed. Kind of how like politicians are involved in like stock trading like insider yeah, stuff. they fucking still inside trade like crazy oh i know but at least for in sports if you know what players are betting on because like if if other teams saw like oh calvin really placed a bet that like he's gonna have like more than eight to ten catches the other team would be like i think they're gonna throw in the ball like 15 times yeah like they're gonna be like, hey we can game plan against that or or not only disclose what their bets are a percentage of the purse has to go to a charity. Like, like rather than like tax it, like allocate the resources to 25, like- 20, 20% of every bet has to be donated. Yeah, yeah. See, like, fair. I still, like, think, no, I still think though you gotta avoid your own sport. I still think you gotta avoid your own sport. Yeah, fair. I Yeah, because in your own sport, like there's so many, like people know everyone and like you got guys that And like, yeah, I might not be on the same team as this guy, but he's my best friend in college. Or like we grew up at the same high school. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Yeah, like I know this guy likes to jerk off. He's not going to get his uh, jerk in. So like, I know he ain't going to get two interceptions. He's going to be mentally fogged. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be backed up per se. He's going to, he's going to lose his chi. <laughs> he lose his cheese. Shout out Mozzie. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just weird. But going back to the college football thing too, we're seeing uh, a trend with the conferences, and I also think this has to do with the money. The Pac-12 will no longer be existing in the next five years. That's just how it is. USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten next year. Colorado is going to the Big Twelve next year. There's already rumors of Oregon, Washington, and another team talking about going to the Big Ten. You got rumors of Florida State and Clemson going to the Big Ten. We kind of talked about this when we first started making this podcast, when the Texas and Oklahoma tr- in transition to the SEC happened. 
we're going to get into a state. I actually just saw a Charles Barkley interview on this the other day. We're going to get into a state where college sports in general, not just college football, but all college sports are going to have like two or three main power conferences and everyone else is going to suck. They're going to, you're going to get like the big 10, the big 12 and the sec are just going to have 20 teams each because the, the conferences that generate the most money and they can give out the most money. And then everything else is going to be irrelevant. You know, you're going to look at basketball. It's going to be the same thing. You're going to look at wrestling. It's going to be the same thing. You look at baseball. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to become two to three, maybe four, depending on the sport and the size conferences that basically run all of college sports now because of the money, because of the NIL. And I agree we should, the NIL shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't have gone from zero to 100 on it though. You should have, all right, no NIL deal can be more than 50 grand, something like that. You should have started somewhere. And then as you started to understand how it worked, started building your way, but they went from zero to 100 and it's just been fucking chaotic. It's became a semi, it's became semi pro. It's not collegiate sports anymore. It's a literal free agency. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of like how you said how we're just going to have like 20, 30 teams like the SEC and uh, Big Ten and every team's just going to try to move up to the bigger conference. Honestly, the way if we do go down that road, I don't understand why you don't just switch to a more like Premier League style system where teams get demoted and promoted based off conference. Like the way they do it in um, the Prem is it's literally like you have your sub b and c divisions and the way it works is if you finish let's say you're in the top division which let's consider the sec is division one mm -hmm. bottom two or three teams from that whoever finishes in the last three slots get demoted to league two and the top three teams in league two get promoted to league one so you have a little you have a little bit of a shuffle out of the back so that way the worst of the worst can now go compete with the lower division and then the best of the best that like dominate like imagine north dakota state was just like oh let's see how really good you are we're going to move you up to a little bit better competition the next year you dominate them we'll move you up better next year and that way you have like your cream of the crop at the top which are going to have more exciting games throughout those years like you're honestly you're not only going to have more exciting games throughout the year you're going to have more competitive games on a week-to-week -week basis and obviously you know it may ruin the aspect of having like perfect seasons and whatnot and you're going to have to go to a more like harder critiquing system based on who makes the playoffs. But at the same time, like the best man's going to win. Not every time, like football's football. I think you could do it through conferences. I don't think you could do it through divisions. Like you can't have a D3 team climb up to D2. You can't have a D2. Like they, they're because well, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Cause there was, yeah, there, I didn't mean like, like an D1, aspect D2. of like school population and school location and stuff like that. They, they can't revenue enough money or have enough kids to be a D1 school. Like there's reasons for that. But I do, I do agree. It's like, if Cincinnati goes out and they win the fucking AAC, then you throw them in the Pac-12. Then if they win the Pac-12, you throw them in the Big 12. And if they win the Big 12, you throw them in there. And like, I think you could do it with conferences, keeping it Division One. I. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, that's what I meant by like divisions. Because like that's also just... throw so much mayhem into recruiting. Oh like, yeah, yeah. We were the number one team in the AAC, but now we just got thrown into the Big 12. We're like the number six team, you know? Yeah. And like at the same time, you think of like UCF's like Natty year in 2017. Like imagine if the next year you would have thrown them into a tougher pool. They still would have probably done even better. And then it's like, oh, well, they just wanted a better division. Yeah. So like, and especially with the growing like playoffs, you could just do the seeding based off that. Like you're going to have like, obviously the, the one seed in the best division or like that SEC is going to play the best seed from like the lowest division. Mm -hmm. Um in another con and well, like, yeah, that's what we've been saying is we need to get rid of this um 
who has the best record for the fucking playoffs. It should be conference-based. It should be conference incentive. If you win the Big Ten, regardless if you have three losses or not, you should get seeded into the playoffs. Yeah. It should be con- – it should be – Five con the five power champs and then three three buy ins. That's what the college football playoff should be. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly the perfect model. But obviously, like, God forbid the NCAA make the yeah, smart. Yeah, model. yeah, exactly. God forbid the NCAA does something that makes sense. Yeah, they're like, hmm, how do we fuck the fans? Yeah, no, that that I um I completely agree with. But it's exciting, man. It's exciting. College football is creeping up. Um, I want to double check before I say something stupid on when the actual first game is. So August 26th. Oh, wait. Nope. 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 Yeah. August 26th is our kickoff uh, weekend. Um, That's creeping up. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. While we're on the aspect of while we're on the aspect, Zach, of college football, give us some teams that, that we should keep an eye on that you think this season coming up. I'm going to avoid Florida State just because my bias is going to play a part into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we know they have high expectations going into this year. Um, you know, we've talked about Alabama recently and how people are like, oh, if they don't like win a ring this year, like that's a failure. So, like, I wouldn't see it as a failure, but, you know, I do have expectations for them going into next year. Like, it's kind of a prove-it year, to be honest. Um, LSU, I have high hopes for. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That week one game in Orlando, which I'm actually – is it sold out? It's sold out, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it has to be because I I was – when we were in, when I was in town this past weekend, I was talking to someone. They were like, "Dude, do you want to go?" And I'm like, "There's no way that's not sold out. Um, you're out of your mind." Um, although this is going to be cringe to say, I do think Texas needs to do something. You know, you have what Quinn Errors or whatever his name is. Yep. Well, he's battling Arch Manning right now. Yeah, but <clears throat> he was one of the most highly touted prospect there's no way he's not starting i just don't see it happening um what i could see happening though is is like week three or four i wouldn't wish this on anyone but this always seems to happen with texas football their starting quarterback gets hurt and some oh, like yeah yes and then arch and takes then that's over. the fucking excuse they ride on the rest of the year every time yeah well i mean it's it's a pretty good excuse like if you put a guy in and he wins you a football game you, it's kind of hard to be like hey this dude you literally you literally tell every kid growing up you're like you never know when your chance is going to be. <laughs> like, it would it would suck, dude, if you wait your whole life for one chance. You finally come in the game, win the game, and then next week they're like, "Yeah, but this guy, this guy though, we got yeah. this." Guy. <laughs> yeah, but his last name, you know, yeah. it's Manning. Yeah, dude. Do you know how much nil money we have on this guy? Do you know how much Charmin is paying us? That's fucking hilarious. I think another team to keep an eye out is Duke. They're returning like the vast majority of their roster. They had one of the most winningest seasons in school history last year. Uh, their coach won a ACC coach of the year. I think they're a team to keep an eye on. Um, the big 12 is going to be fun. I think Oklahoma is going to send a message this year. I think that Venables is a good coach. I think Dylan Gabriel is a dog. And I think they're getting too much shit for last season. Like, bro, they lost their whole fucking roster to USC. And they brought in a new coach, and they're about to change new conferences. Like, he started off 10 feet back, you know, 10 steps behind. I think they're a team that could turn it up, and you could really see um, 
some switches in there, some things happening. Um, Big Ten wise, I feel like it's going to be the exact same. It's going to be the Ohio State Michigan show. I mean, keep your eye on Nebraska with Matt Rule. Don't think anything's going to happen there. Wisconsin's got uh, Luke Fickle. I think that's going to be good moves. Tanner Mordecai is their new quarterback. He was a dog at SMU. And you also have the new office coordinator from <clears throat> UNC is there. We got um, Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State joining the Division One roster, joining the Conference USA, and in place of the teams that left to go to the AAC. Um, Pac-12 wise, you know who I'm interested to see how much they step up this season, just because there's so much hype surrounding them. Drake May out of UNC. I think they're gonna suck like they usually do. Yeah, it's just. For a guy to come in as a freshman, and he broke the re- touchdown record, right? And his freshman uh, season. Maybe the freshman one. I don't know. I'm going to check. Yeah. I thought I he was a sophomore last year, though. Was he? I think he was uh, a freshman the year before. Um, Here, let me just look up Drake May on Twitter. I got it. Um, Speaking of Twitter, uh, real quick, Elon Musk changing the logo. Yeah, no, he's going to be a junior this year, unless he's a red shirt. Unless he's, he's the 2023 ACC preseason player of the year. Um, yeah, but he, he had seven passes in 2021, so he had to be a red. So he's gonna be a redshirt sophomore, I think. Okay, yeah, he uh, he's the preseason uh player of the year for the ACC. Um, Jordan Travis is going for that award. So, sorry. Um, damn, all my shoots went away. Ooh, another person I'm interested to see because of their different system is Sam Hartman, not in a slow mesh system. Yes. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun at Notre Dame. Yeah. That'll be a huge test for him. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, he's a slow mesh merchant. Like he just only has to make like two, three reads. And I was like, all right, if you know, he only has to make two or three reads every play, you should probably stop. Yeah. It, it, not not that hard. You also got um um you got the NC State quarterbacks at Kentucky now, filling the shoes of Will Levis. I, I can't mm. remember the kid's name. You got Jeff Sims leaving Georgia Tech to go to Nebraska to play under Matt Rule. Oh, who's the who's the Tennessee quarterback that's literally only known? Oh, for- Hendon Hook, not Hendon Hooker. Um, Milton, Joe Milton. Milton. Yeah, yeah, Joe Milton. Joe Milton's gonna be good for Tennessee. They He's going lost, to. Be- they lost a lot to the draft though, dude. Yeah, I don't care. I am going to do a NCAA 14 dynasty with him, and I'm just going to throw 90-yard bombs with him all over the field. By the way, if EA screws up this NCAA video game that's coming out, I I don't know what I'm going to do. It would be sad. I'm going to be yeah. very sad. Yeah, but, um, I'm going to make Mr. Krasinski uh, look like a preschool teacher. We also um, got um, we got that Oregon guy's first time at Arizona State. We got uh, primetime at Colorado. We got DJU at Oregon State. We got a new coach at Stanford. Um, you got Michael Penix returning to Washington. Pac-12 might be actually kind of fun this year. Um, I, I I think Ole Miss might have a good season this year. You know, they got they don't even know who their starting quarterback is yet. They got three candidates that are all dogs. They're returning a bunch of guys. Um, Auburn has a new coach. I can't remember. Hugh Freeze is at Auburn. Um, Arkansas is returning both Raheem Sanders at running back and KJ Jefferson at quarterback. South Carolina, I don't think they're going to do anything. 
um, yeah, you know, that that's about – it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun year. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into it because we'll probably do a pod dedicating to that, but that's going to be a fun year, Zach. It's going to be a fun college football year. It's going to be very different and interesting in my opinion. Yeah. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm ready for it. Um, another thing – well, what have I been seeing? I swear. Let me just look up college football. There's like a big storyline we're missing in college football that just seems to be escaping my Is mind. Is it Nick Fitzgerald, the court, the off the head coach at Northwestern? Maybe, maybe he got fired for hazing. Yeah, actually, of- I could I could piggyback off that right there real quick if yeah. you like. Speaking of hazing, um, bring back bullying. Yes. Just bring it back. So Pat Fitzgerald gets fired from Northwestern for hazing, and they talk about a lot of weird stuff like them, like like freshmen getting put in their underwear and people with masks on, like dry humping them in the locker room and stuff. I, I, I didn't really look into it. It was kind of weird stuff. And then Minnesota kids. Did you hear about the P.J. Fleck thing going on right now? No. Then all these minutes, former Minnesota guys come out and they start trying to shit on PJ Fleck and they're like, he hazed us. He has a bad culture there. Blah blah blah. And all these other guys are standing up for PJ Fleck, like, not at all. Like he's a great coach. Like he makes us work hard. One of the statements stated about PJ Fleck from a kid said, and I quote, "He told us that we can no longer." consider ourselves as individuals and we are a part of the team and we can no longer have individual thoughts. If I can't think for myself, who am I even as a person anymore? They also said that they sprints and conditioning were used as punishments. Like, bro, you understand you're a division one athlete, right? Like, like, like you're playing D one football, brother. I don't understand. Yeah, in the you, you know in the military in the fifties, uh, they used to just kill you. Yeah, um, yeah, you fucked up. You're dead. Like that's, yeah. that's how it is. It's just like the 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 Fitzgerald one seemed very legit, seemed very real. This Minnesota one is just not. It's not it. And there's a lot of guys coming and standing up for PJ Fleck, and I've only heard good things about PJ Fleck as well. Um, it, it's just some soft. You got some soft hands, brother. Type of shit, you know. Yeah. Um. Bro, what was this? What was this whole deal with like Nebraska and like catering breakfast? Did you ever? Did you ever hear about this? No, I did not. Um, so I was looking for. Yeah, it was like um, so it was like 2023 Big Ten football scandal so far. Michigan lied to investigators about some cheeseburgers. Uh, Northwestern uh, hazed players and covered it up. Very bad. Nebraska legally catered breakfast for its own players. Illegal. Um, and Minnesota asked players to visit conservations and do exercise. Yeah. Your punishment was, hey, you're in trouble. You got to do make a wish. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck that. Fuck them kids. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? Dude, that reminds, me, dude, that reminds me of the episode of the league where Nick Kroll uh, shows up to the hospital where uh, Josh Cribbs is doing a yes, make a wish. like, dude, you'd make him so happy if you took two to the house. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, dude, I already talked to him. He goes, he needs 225 yards all purpose. <laughs> and he needs two kick return touchdowns. And he's like, hey, man, what? And he's yeah. like, 
He's like trying to play catch with Josh Cribbs, and a curl just like steals the football and throws yeah. it past the <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? So like, could you get out of here? That show oh. is so money. Um, the other thing, actually, the Michigan one you're talking about, how crazy is it that that Harbaugh has to sit four games because of that? By the way, their first four games are dog shit, anyways. But Tennessee gets hit with like 200 violations, and then he's gonna slap on the wrist. It's SEC like, yeah. football. Baby. Like, oh, Jeremy Pruitt did. You're good. You're good. Like what? They're like, hey man, remember when you beat Alabama by two points? They're like, you can get away with perjury. Yeah, no, but it's like it's crazy, man. It's it's it is crazy. Um, that's all I can really think about college football wise. NFL, I mean, yeah. What are some things that have you've been seeing NFL wise from these mini camps slash OTAs or that's OTAs or is it pre? I don't know exactly. What um, mean. so we're in kind of just like what are we in mini camp? I I don't even. Yeah, know. I think I think. I, I don't I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. All all I love, I hate to love it because it's a part of it, but it just always stirs up some bullshit. The amount of players that get injured in OTAs and practices. Yeah. Joe like Burrow. Jalen Ramsey out for out for like half the year. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Calf. Like I, I know it's inevitable. Football is a grueling sport mentally and physically. You can't knock anyone for getting hurt in practice. It is what it is. At the same time, though, if you just signed a really, really big contract, you've probably already proved enough. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are, what are we doing here? I what know you, you need What do you like- think it is? What do you think is the reasoning for these injuries? Because Joe Burrows wasn't even contact. He was just running and dropped. Yeah, uh, it's hard to say. Number one, I think it's easy how like you have some players who will go their entire career without getting injured, and whenever you talk to them, they always talk about like, "Oh, I'm just on a really good like plyometric or like stretching routine, or like I do yoga every day. Like I'm always stretching out." Like, huh? You mean you're not doing strength conditioning every day and? contracting your muscles as much as possible and then going out in 100 degree weather and hitting grown men 10 times your size like who would have thought but i i think you know, some at the, of that's luck too though some of it's luck yes, yes. I, I mean i've always been very taking care of my body and i still blew out my shoulder like i think some of it i think some of it to an extent is luck now i do think there's guys that don't take the most proper care aren't on the best diet aren't training properly don't have a good trainer yes but I do – there is a partial luck factor to that as well, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, this also leads me into the point where um, this should be a prime example why running backs don't get paid. Yeah. Um, you literally get hurt in fucking practice. Yeah. Um, why would I pay you millions upon millions of dollars when you are the most prone to getting hurt? You, you have 11 men on the field that want to break your, break your yeah. spine every play. Um, and even in practice – uh, even if we don't let guys hit you, you can just blow your knee out because you juke. In the cut, yeah. Yeah. So um, also I think a big deal is a lot of teams think it's saving money to go from grass fields to turf fields. And I think they get really shitty quality turf. Mm-hmm. And I think that we – I there was a study done. It's like the amount of ACL injuries on I know turf. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, college yeah. did this. Yeah, like uh, quadruple, quadruple, like not even. I would rather 
wow, this is a hot take. I would rather play on Northwestern shitty field. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because depending on how bad people are saying Northwestern turf or a uh, field is, you know, it, it, would you rather be on a slip and slide or would you rather just be in the rough of like Augusta, you know, come pick and choose torn ACL running through the thick, the thickets of things. Um, thickets. Yeah. The thickets. Um, I, I don't know. I just really hate turf fields. Um, especially that school that had like that all black turf field dumbest shit mm-hmm. ever it's like 122 degrees yeah field. yeah yeah in new york yeah yeah retarded dude why why you know you know because here's one thing here's what people don't understand a lot of the arguments i saw were people saying like oh but dude like they play games in the fall it doesn't even matter guess what goes on during the summer Spritz. summer workouts dude and there's those kids cleats are melting yeah they're yeah, peeling melting. off melting and then guess what when you have your summer workouts it's way harder than any practice you have in fall because yeah, they're just, just trying cardio work. yeah it's just yeah, straight cardio yeah you're just running and you just have like 130 degrees just like hitting you in the face and these kids are from new york they don't know heat they don't know they're like they're not used to that they're gonna yeah. die if you, if you build the if you build aesthetics, it's, it's too much about aesthetics nowadays that's the problem is people just want to look cool yeah i mean dude there are cool aesthetic fields like coastal carolina's field dope Dope. Looks terrible on TV though. Looks like I'm having a seizure. Yeah. Uh, watching it. Um, Boise State, literally a staple for colored fields that just yeah. sounded racist. Eastern uh, Washington has a good one too. Uh red one. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. Um, I'm trying to think of other like oh, did you say Eastern Washington? Yeah. Eastern Michigan has like that gray one. The gray one too, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, have you seen that guy on TikTok that like drives by uh division one campuses yes, and he goes in the field yeah dude yeah. the east michigan one was fire did you yeah. see that one where he found like one open door to like the basketball arena and it led all the way to the football stadium no that was cool. By the way, just shows people don't care <laughs> yeah but like, also the other aspect of it too is like is like what are you going to steal from the football field are you gonna, you're going to steal the grass like you're going to just pick up the fucking field i mean dude literally any person that goes to a golfing event always just picks grass but that's a like golfer. Yeah, thing. but it's just like there's not there's not much there they can steal. Like, could you could you imagine you showing pick up the stadium and just take it? Like, what if we took Bikini Bottom yeah. and just pushed it somewhere else? No, but could you imagine you like take the off season off and you come back and you just like all your grass is gone? Like they're like they took our grass. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, our grass. Well, I it's think gone. part of it. I think I think another thing about it too is at least like at FAU. You're allowed. The students are allowed to use the football field. Same thing with a uh, University of Florida. Like, that's what I'm saying. Go. So I feel like I feel like that's another reason they don't care as much is because like you're allowed to go in there. Yeah, I. That's another thing. I I give my props to schools that allow their students to use their facilities like open to the public. Obviously, yeah. if you have like certain events going on that you don't want open to the public, obviously you block those off. But no, like they close it off like during like fall yeah. recruitment for FAU, they shut. They close off. The, the stadium yeah you can't right. use it because someone's renting it out but yeah, like during the day like i've gone into bleachers there i've done it they're gone and done sprints in the field like you can use it because at the end of the day what are you going to steal like there's nothing yeah. like there's not like items there yeah it's not like you just like have a bunch of foldable chairs out like you, yeah exactly like, everything, everything's either bolted down or too big to get away with 
Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, no, you're right. Um, um, I don't really got much more sports stuff to talk about, to be honest. Um, I have, we have to touch on MMA. It's just not physically yes, possible. Yes, yes, we can touch on But by the way, I just want to say, this past weekend has confirmed for me that no amount of butt in the world will take me away from a good UFC card. Fact. Um, uh, I remember being literally locked in at American social and a girl literally said like, Hey, let's go to this other bar. And I shooed her off and it wasn't hush, hush on Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't until after the fact that I realized I was like, I was like, damn, you don't, you really don't fumble like that, but this wasn't even a fumble. This was just like taking a knee. Yeah. Like, I, like, I we, just, we're, we want to go to halftime. Yeah. I just conceded pussy. I was just like, yeah, I was like, not, not, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, nah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that guy was, was, like, was gangster, though. Yeah, um, I was like, shut the fuck up. Derek Lewis is hitting the Degeneration X and he's taking his pants off. I was like, this did is you see, um, Did you see I reposted on Twitter Terrence Crawford wrestling? No. Yeah. So Terrence Crawford, um, he, there's someone put, someone was like, came to his gym, was like, you got hands, you can't wrestle. And Terrence Crawford pins him in a cradle. His two kids are both youth national champion wrestlers and he grew up wrestling. He's a huge fan of wrestling. Dude, I would pay any amount of money to watch him just like take one UFC fight. Dude, yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah. He's but too match old, him, I think he's like 34. Yeah, but match him up with like a striker though. Like, yeah, not like yeah, a yeah. Wrestler. Like, I just want to see like how enjoyable that would be. But he has a basic, like, he has a great understanding of the sport. You hit the guy with the front headlock to a cradle and pin him. Like, he understands. What's going on? And both of his kids, like I'll send you the DM right now. Both of his kids are nationally ranked in youth wrestling. Like they're like he grew up wrestling. Um, I did send it to you, bitch. Did he? Yeah, I've just been work by the way, I just love when my job lies. Um Yeah, his two sons are both nationally ranked wrestlers. I mean, they're like twelve, but still. Yeah. Which by the way, that is like the most popular thing I've ever seen. Any boxer that is good at boxing never lets their kids get into boxing. Oh no, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. dude, it's all right. Yeah, they're not in boxing, but they're like they're still wrestling. Like they're still fucking fighting people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. True. This is true. Um why why is this kid lined up like an offensive tackle? Um the the kid on the left is definitely gonna be a problem. Not gonna lie. By the way, um, Terrence Crawford showing up uh in Haynes boxers for his weigh in baller move. Baller. Um, um, also back on the MMA, we were talking about before the pod, and never talking about Kelvin Gaslam backing out. Um, <sighs> his trading partner hit it, they were sparring, it hits with a spinning elbow. First of all, where's the coach? Second of all, who is who the fuck is this guy that Kelvin's going with? Like, you should have full confidence in your training partner. Third, what are you doing? Why are you throwing a spinning elbow? You should never be throwing that in practice. Regardless yeah. of if Kelvin's in fight camp or not, you should never, ever throw that. I understand you want to go hard and, like, give him good looks. And at Kaizen, we train hard as shit, and no one ever backs out from injury because we don't fucking throw spinning elbows. Yeah. Like, you, you legitimately just lost this man an opportunity at $100,000. Like, you just took away money from him. Yeah, not only that, another thing um, that people need to realize is there are certain things 
in MMA that you just can't really train or practice for. For example, like you wouldn't, if you were in a training camp for John Jones, your training partner wouldn't throw oblique kicks at you all day because in the off chance he do does it in a, You would do it in a controlled setting. You would do it in a yeah. controlled setting. Yeah, but you're not gonna throw you're not gonna throw a strike that when it does land, its whole point is to completely fuck you up. Like yeah. the whole point of a spinning elbow is to remove you from the face yeah, of your no like like oh I'm just gonna toss this. No, like it's full fucking damage. But yeah. I, uh MMA on point just posted a really cool, I mean not cool, it's just like interesting since 2022. Oh, no, excuse me. This is Kelvin Gaston's career. He's had 13 total canceled bouts, and eight of them were because he pulled out. He's had four canceled bouts since the beginning of 2022. Yeah. The the hate you for You got to start wondering, is this the right team for me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Contrary to uh, the Tony Ferguson wave, who every time his coaches tell him to retire, he just leaves the camp. Yeah. <laughs> By the <laughs> way... Dude, I saw a tweet. It was so sad. It was like, it was like Tony Ferguson from 2013 to 2019, 12 and 0. Tony Ferguson from 2019 to 2023, 0 and 6. Yeah. Which, by the way, watching him, I don't know what the odds were for him getting tapped out in the third round, but if anyone bet that, number one, you're from the future. I don't believe you. Um, Number two, just watching a man like fight his life off to try to like not go to sleep and then just, just his body just gives out like with you like can what, tell three seconds left there was like literally three seconds left yeah i mean dude the choke got locked in with like 20 seconds left and you're like oh boy you're, you're gonna see him. and dude was kicking for his life he's like he's like i know a trick where if i kick myself in the ass my heart will beat yeah he's like i can make my heart beat hold on brother i'm crying yeah <laughs> that's all i've been seeing all over my social media is just hold on brother i'm crying yeah just like he needs to hang it up, dude. Like it's been. Do too they long. even give him another fight? Like what? You just have to bury him. Give him. Give him Poirier. Oh, it's just like dude, just give him. Hey, dude. Yeah, just give him Dustin, and hopefully he just like literally like I I truthfully believe the only way to get Tony to stop fighting is you have to kill him in the ring. Yeah, it's just like it's hard to watch. Like it's it's really like it's hard. Like he's just ruining his legacy at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't think enough's been said about the card that went down this weekend. Um maybe it's just kind of like a shock and awe effect. It'll definitely be one of those cards where like later down the road people are gonna quote a lot. I mean, because let me just bring Kevin Holland submitted Michael Chiesa, which nobody thought would happen. Yeah. And then you watch um, Ferguson get submitted and everyone's just you just everyone's crying. And then 30 seconds later, Derek Lewis hits a flying fucking knee. Yeah, what was this? UFC. Yeah. Um yeah, Derek Lewis flying knee. What uh, crazy, bro? Crazy. Took off, took off his pants, started started just throwing up the degeneration X, just was like, suck my balls. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um Pereira obviously losing. And then fan like do you think dude, it's that obvious though? You think he lost? Let me put it this way. It's really dude. I went back and watched it. It's really fucking hard to judge. I it, think it could have been a draw. I, I would definitely say draw, but there at no point do I watch the fight and I'm like, oh, yeah, Pereira won that. Yeah, no, 100%. 100% agree. 100% agree. But yeah. I also am not like, Jan whooped his ass. Yeah. Like, no, round one, that... look, round one, 1,000% with the Jan, and round two, 1,000% with the Pereira. It comes down to round three. 
Yeah. Round one and two were completely like Jan. Jan had four minutes and fifty eight seconds of control or something like that. He yeah. won round one, and then yeah. Pereira outlanded him like thirty, like thirty to two in the second round. It all comes down to the third round. The first and second are cemented. It's come down to the third. Yeah, the way one thing that was really important, and Izzy talked about it um, on his Instagram. He's like, right as soon as the fight ended, Jan immediately was like hunched over like breathing hard like head yeah, down like, he, was whatever. And, he was beat yeah and prayer was standing up and like put his hands up and like he like as much as people don't think it plays an important role your body language does so much for judges because like if there's a round that's like 50 50 like that case and the round ends if you see a guy standing up breathing hard but on his feet you know like in his mind he thinks he's one and you look at the other guy and he's literally laying on the ground like <gasps> Yawn was gassed during the fight too. Like even in the second and third round, he was gassed. Like it's a big motherfucker to hold down, bro. Oh, if that was a five round fight, Pereira would have killed him. Yeah, and the thing is too is we had a teammate Columbia. He just lost split decision for the combat night fifty five title fight. It was like the exact same kind of fight. It was like the exact same fight. He just took the guy down, didn't do much. And Vince told us, you know, Vince uh, at a team meeting with us, and he goes, "It start the." the new trend in MMA is judges are starting to judge off of damage and not control. And just taking a guy down and laying on him isn't enough anymore. And that's what Jan did. He didn't do any damage. Yeah. Like he didn't like he, and I'm a fucking wrestler, bro. He at he least tried any okay. damage. I'll, I'll admit the, uh, the first round textbook, you know, don't exude yourself too much. Just get the guy to the ground, throw up some submission attempts. Prayer did actually a fantastic job of defending submissions yeah. that I didn't think he'd be able to. Didn't Yon get his back at one point and he got out of it? He got two rear naked chokes and yeah. Prayer fought him off perfectly. Dude had a body triangle locked in at like the two-minute mark and I was like, oh, we might be fucked. Yeah. I was like, this may be it. But Pereira's like, Yon tried to do the same thing he did to Izzy and then he realized, holy shit, Pereira's like 250 yeah, pounds right now. Too fucking big. Yeah, he's like way too big for this. And then like you just couldn't do anything. And then prayer defended himself well. Like even the shots that Jan was throwing, like trying to get ground and pound damage, he wasn't doing anything. He, like they were either like grazing shots or like just didn't land flush. And it he didn't, didn't really... do enough damage. That, that, and I think that gassed him out too. He was just too focused on holding him down. Yeah. And prayer probably has like that Derek Lewis mentality where he's like, I'm going to stand up now. Yeah. And Jiu-Jitsu's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> Just stand up. How can it work if I don't believe in it? He's like, yeah. I can just get up. Um, and then of course our main event was arguably knockout of the year. Yeah, um, insane, insane. The same kick in the same arena that Leon Edwards did to fucking Usman. Yeah, just poetry and mo- by the round way, one was solid. Round one was solid. Yeah, it just a great night of fights because it was literally the moment terrence crawford won his fight you look over to the other screen and they're walking out for the main event yeah it was it, it was, was badass like, it was terrence like, crawford's also a fucking dog yeah it's just by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna nip this in the butt because i keep seeing it on twitter and it's the most annoying conversation ever it's like this version of uh Crawford beats any version of Floyd Mayweather. And I'm like, like, I'm like, do you even know who Floyd fought in his career? I'm like, I do think this version of Crawford could beat beat some Floyds. Yeah, beat some Floyds. But like the prime Floyd, I like, 
Dude literally made like the best of the best. Yeah, but dude also fucking picked and choose his whole fights, bro. His whole career were picked and choose. I mean, dude fought everyone and <laughs> went 50 and 0. Like the dude is the dude. Like, I'm not here to argue if he's good or not. We obviously know he's the goat, yeah, but he's just the like goat. he's the goat. It's it's good for debate sake, but I just hate when it gets brought up because it's like, all right, well, it's not gonna happen. Like the dude's like yeah. the dude no, literally, I know, I get what you're saying. Terrence Crawford is a pain. bad motherfucker, though. Earl Spence was 29-0, never got knocked down. He got knocked down four times. Yeah, no, yeah, this is like, yeah, by the way, this is no disrespect toward Terrence Crawford. This, this is a bad man. This is a yeah. bad man. Um, But it's just one of those things where it's like, why Why do we feel the need to do this? It's the same thing in every sport. We're like, yeah, like MMA. You don't need to compare yeah. them. They're two different generations. I can just yeah. appreciate both of their like, runs. It's literally every time there's a new, like, title defense run for like a middleweight or a welterweight it's like oh could he be gsp yeah it's exactly it's exactly what happens it's like dude what the like 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 first of all if you would restart gsp's career and the training system we have now he may be 50 times better yeah exactly yeah imagine if he had the utilities and the fucking the shit that he could add today the resources you give gsp an ice bath you're fucked (laughs) ice bath Yeah, but yeah uh, I think that wraps up everything, Zach. Um, it is it is time though. Or the ultimate draft. We've been saving it for two weeks. Let me pause and pee real quick, though. Okay. Well. All right, Zach. Where do you leave us off at? It's draft time. Probably most important one we've had. This is the first draft we've done. Um, where we've had some insight beforehand we did some research we thought about it um i think we're going to start posting polls on what you will let our fans decide what our drafts are going to be i think i think it's good to have some some outside insight um on things but today's draft is things that feel illegal but aren't now i i i'm a man of good faith i i pride myself on honesty and there's a deep drive in the left by Castellanos. Anyway, um how do you want do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I don't care. I don't care. All right. Uh if I'm going first, uh I have a I have a elite one. I have some that are just they're they're bad. That's the problem. <laughs> Is there fair enough. Fair enough. We 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 like to push the boundaries here at Clocks on the Stove. But I'll start us off. Uh number one my first overall draft pick is bringing food into a movie theater. Oh, dude, we are on completely different pages right now. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I'm going to just to keep on the same page as you. I'm going to take Daners. I'm going to take uh, bringing a cup of water to the gym. Not like a, not like a, not like a bottle, like a cup. It's like a red solo cup filled with water. Yeah. That, uh, that just screams psychopathic behavior. Um, uh, mm. I don't know how I feel if I saw an open cup at a gym. So bringing food, bringing food. I I I'm, I wrote them down. I got bringing food into a movie theater, and then I put bringing a cup of water to the gym. Yeah. All right. So do you go second now? No, no, you go. You can keep going. Okay. <laughs> My second pick. Mine's gonna be dark. I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> My second is going into a store. And then walking out without buying anything. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I always feel like I'm super suspicious when I do that. I feel like I'm doing something illegal, but yeah. I, Cause like they didn't have what you wanted or something or like it was too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I just walked in to look at things. Then I walk out and there, there's like a worker eyeing me and I'm like, dude, what am I going to steal a fucking candle? Yeah. All right, like, what, can I, what can I really fit into my pocket? My, you ready for my number two? Yeah. It's, um, attending a youth sporting event without knowing any of the participants. <laughs> like, so being a pedophile is yeah. <laughs> like it's not illegal. Like, like if I was driving <laughs> by the park and there was a youth baseball game going on, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go watch this. I sat down and watched. That's not illegal. Yeah. Like, some so, some parent some parents like, oh, which one's your kid? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> You're like, whoa. It's just like it's not illegal, but it probably should be illegal. Yeah. So going to youth events without like without a, a youth sporting event without knowing anyone playing. Yeah. Without knowing anyone. Wow, that uh that just threw me in for a whirly dirly. Um that was good though. <laughs> I don't I don't really know how I feel about backing that one up, but um not buying anything from a store. Wow, this is this is gonna get hard. I don't know how I'm gonna trump that. Let me let me look at my notes. Um, ooh, number three is being high in public. Because yeah. it's not illegal. Yeah, but if you're like too high, no matter what you're doing, you just feel like you're not supposed to be there. Like you, you just feel like you shouldn't be in public. Um not not gonna say any specific times but i i've been to like movie theaters before and like i'll be like walking to my seat and i'll just be like everyone knows i'm high yeah everyone knows everybody knows <laughs> everybody knows they're gonna, they're gonna be like that guy's high or something yeah. oh god that's a good one um number three something that's not illegal but feels illegal mm. I'm gonna say uh if you never wear if you never wear shoes. Someone that never wears shoes. Yeah, that feels legal. On the contrary, I would rather you not wear shoes than wear like those webbed those webbed shoes, like where you, you can see each individual toe. Yeah, bro. We were spit we were spitting some of these out the other day with Danner, and now I can't remember any of them. So never wearing shoes. Um, number four for me is passing a cop on the interstate when you're going the speed limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're like, you're like at that weird five mile per hour above it where it's like, yeah, yeah, you're like trying to look at the cop. You're, you're, you're like trying to see if he'll notice, like acknowledge you to give you like the go or whatever. And you're just like, I really don't know if I should do this right now. That's a good one. Passing a cop on the highway. Mine is um, my fourth pick is not flushing at your work bathroom. Like if you take a poop and you just let it, you let it stay in there and just reek because it's not illegal, but it's like you should probably get arrested for this. It's socially legal, but you'll be <laughs> outcasted. Like people will be like, "That guy doesn't flush." This guy's the fucking. He's just known as the pooper probably at work everyone just knows him as like the guy that poops and doesn't flush 
Yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's just like a societal, like outcastment right there. Like, you're probably being banished by inner friend circles for doing that. So not flushing at work. My fifth and final pick. Hmm. not leaving a tip at a restaurant yeah that's a really good one that's a really good one i know for all you european watchers out there um if i can even call you people um you don't believe in tipping because servers get paid their actual salaries which is a fair assessment can't knock that but here in america uh, we have something called capitalism and, you know, we like to pay people under minimum wage, but then we are like, you know, if you're good at your job, you'll get tipped. And it's like, all right, fair, fair. So you can either have a really good payday or a really shitty payday. And I had a table last night who happened to be some foreigners and they paid for a good amount of food and stayed after closing and tipped me like, 12% of like a $200 tab. And I was like, Damn. I was like, you I literally, anything to them? no, because I realized um, you have to go back to whatever country you're from and you probably hate your life more than I do. So I, uh, I had a job at where I worked at Ford's garage and there was a guy and he had like a huge party come in and he was like excited. He's like, this is going to pay out my, like my bills for the weekend or something, whatever, like 20 person party didn't get tipped. And he ran outside with their car and was like, did you not enjoy the food? And they're like, no, we did. He goes, what about the service? Was I bad? And they're like, no, you were great. He goes, well, why didn't you pay me? And he started like getting into it with them in the parking lot. And our managers had to come and grab him. And they're like, yeah, you can't, you can't be doing this. Yeah. I wouldn't see like, I would never get to the point where like I get mad at someone. Cause like, I would definitely get to the point where I get mad at someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like a cultural thing. That's why like, I'm, I guess for me, I've like accepted as like, I can't knock you for like how you were like raised. Cause like in your mind, you don't think it's wrong, which is fine. Like, which is fine. But like, yeah, they don't know what they did is bad. Yeah. They don't know. Like yeah. they don't know. That's why like, I would never like get mad. Um, it's incompetence. It's not malice. Yes. What was it? Don't, 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 char- don't, don't, don't ever confuse incompetence for malice. No, it's like, don't place. Ever, what is it? Don't place. Um, it's like um don't ever confuse uh malice or incompetence. Don't something that contributed to malice, which can be explained by incompetence. Holy shit, this is breaking my brain. I'm just gonna look up. It's something where it's like don't call someone bad for doing something when they don't even understand that it's bad. Yeah. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity or incompetence. Yeah. My last pick, Zach, something that feels illegal but isn't being racist. (laughs) And that is all she wrote, folks. Clocks on the stove, random sports pod number four, episode nine. Not go and commit hate crimes. Yeah. We're not. We're not promoting. We're just giving draft ideas. Yeah, we're not promoting hate crimes. We're just saying, I guess technically, I guess, I guess you are right. It is not illegal to be racist. However, you will be socially outcasted. Yeah, yeah, racist. Yeah. 
So not go out and be racist for the love of God, um, please. So yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, Being racist. I'm sure this will go over well with the current world. Um, Yeah. Um, Solid way to end it. Um, Final final words. I'm hungry. Um, Yeah. I'm just going to say bring back bullying 2023. um, But that may be an effort we push in 2024. Um, our clocks on the stove fantasy football punishment will definitely be heavily reliant on hazing and bullying. Um, but it'll be like, it'll be, it'll be a fun accepted form of bullying and hazing. You know, we're not going to be to the point where like, you may want to kill yourself, but you'll definitely like think about it once or twice. Maybe. I don't know. I can't promise anything. I'm I'm not good with how other people perceive what I say, but that's not my job and it's not yours either. So with that being said, Thanks for tuning in to Random Sports 4 on Clocks on the Stove. If we do have a fifth installment, it may be from a jail cell because we were doing things that may not be illegal but feel illegal.